So it was the summer of 2013, and uh, my husband John and I were training for the World Masters Games that were in Torino, Italy. We were rowing together, along with 30 of our closest friends in the Anchorage Rowing Association, and before that starts to sound too grand, in Masters Rowing, the last one alive wins. So it was uh, summer, we, had, uh, we were rowing multiple lineups, we were uh, on Sand Lake, which is where Anchorage Rowing Association uh, rows. And this is one of the last wetlands in Anchorage. It's got eagles and grebes. And on this summer in particular, we have, we have, or every summer, we have a mating pair of loons on the lake. So as we got deeper into our training, we were a few weeks from, le from leaving for Italy. And uh, we started to notice that one of the loons, something was wrong. And uh, they, they let us come fairly close, the rowers, because we were fairly quiet. And uh, what we discovered was that the the, the male loon had, sorry, I did assume it was the male. Uh, he had gotten a hook through his beak, and as loons do, he then dove and spun underwater, and he ended up tying his beak open to his neck. So what we were watching was this loon slowly disintegrate, and uh, we called Fish and Game to see if there was anything we could do, and they told us that, the, you know, we were, that the, there was no hope, it's a wild animal. But uh, my friend Shelly, and my friend Scott, they were bound to determine that we were going to save that loon. And uh, having been born and raised in Alaska, I was like, whatever, we're going to watch this loon die. And, uh, <laughs> but Shelly's an optimist. I mean, they had, so they had convinced us all to start rowing around with scissors and pocket knives. And uh, they, they, little machinations on the water, they were hurting between boats to try and get close enough to the loon to cut this line. And even in his weakened state, he, there, there was no way we could get close enough. So one morning, uh, John and I are heading out for the second shift of rowing. The 6 a.m. rowers were coming in. We were heading out at, at uh, 7.30, and Shelly's on the dock, and she's like, Ed, I think this is it. I think this is it. You know, we, the loon is very weak now, and we, we got close enough this morning that we almost got him on our oar, but we hit him in the head instead. <laughs> so... But she's like, I, I think this is it. You know, he's, he's really weak, so we might have our chance. And I'm like, yeah our chance to watch him die. <laughs> but that's okay, I smiled at her and I, I took her scissors. And uh, in rowing, we, don't, we, uh, we row in stocking feet, so we leave, leave our shoes on the dock and we tie it into our double and we start heading down the lake with the scissors. And uh, as we got halfway down the lake, I started to hear a ruckus and it was the, um, the loon's mate. And she was about five, 10 feet offshore, just you know, just going nuts. And uh, so as we row down, I, I look, and the loon has, has gone to shore. He's about three feet up the muddy bank, and his, his beak, the part you know, that, that he can still control, is buried in the mud. And, uh, and I was like, uh, John, I, I, I think this could be our chance. I mean, let's, let's row to shore. So rowing shows are very fragile, so you can't actually go to shore. Um, so he, he paddles us up as close as we can get, and then he's got to stop this thing from flipping. If you've ever been in a rowing show, they're very easy to flip. So he's got his two oars and my two oars, and I jump out. And I, uh, you know, in my stocking feet, wade to shore, and I walk up to this loon. And, and then that's the first time it occurs to me just how big this bird is. And, uh, I mean, it's like a glacier. There's a ton of it under the water. So when you're actually, <laughs> you know, three feet from the loon, not only that, but their beaks are incredibly sharp. Their eyes are blood red. Take a look at a picture. There, I was a little intimidated. 
And not to mention the fact that my mate is sitting 10 feet from his mate, and she's going bananas, and she too is a wild animal. So, uh, and, and here I am approaching her mate with scissors, but I'm, I'm like kind of squatted, and I'm reaching out as far as I can with those scissors, kind of shaking as I take some steps towards him. And uh, I open the scissors, and I snap the, the fishing line that's tied around his neck and unwinds the fishing line, and he closes his mouth for the first time in a week. And, uh, yeah. So I'm completely empowered, and I think, now I'm going to get the hook out. <laughs> Delusional. So I take a step towards him, and he looks at me, and he snaps his beak three times, and I back trail three steps right into a big pile of loon dew. And, <laughs> and then he flops over three times and dives underwater, and his mate follows him. And, uh, and they're gone. So we get back in, uh, I get back in the boat and we finish our workout. So the loon appeared the next day with his mate and uh, we watched him for those couple of weeks that we had left. The hook, the hook did eventually disappear. And uh, the next summer, the loons came back with an offspring. Um, that offspring grew up and now there's two mating pairs of loons on Sand Lake. So that was exciting to see. And uh, as for the rowing that summer, uh, perhaps if we hadn't had that week off to, to be on Loon Watch and save the loons and have enormous text strings of daily alerts on every action of the loons, <laughs> we might have done better, but Shelly and I in our women's eight, we did win a, a silver medal. We got beat out by a gnarly looking crew of Lithuanians, but all in all a successful summer. <laughs>